Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I am here with NPR Music Editor Hazel Sills. Hey. From WXPN, John Morrison. Yo, what's up, Robin? And from WBGO, Nicole Sweeney. Hi there. It's New Music Friday, that glorious time of the week when a whole bunch of new albums and EPs come out. We sort through a massive pile of releases. And on the show, we share our picks for the best of the bunch. It's February 24th, and we've got new ones from Gracie Abrams, Christian McBride, and more. But we start with Gorillaz and the album Cracker Island. This is the song Oil. It features Stevie Nicks. Since their first album, Gorillaz have been known for making this pop music with a, a little edge to it that's also coupled with this macro, cultural, and political commentary, and also a lot of guest appearances on their records. That's their thing. And this album, Cracker Island, is more of that. You know what I mean? The, the production is very modern. It's got like this electro pop feel to it. And thematically, they seem to be wrestling with the tension between humanity and technology, right? Always, all of these, always, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like all these like contradictions that, that have emerged as, as we, as, as a species, have moved into this technological age. And, and a lot of these songs, they seem to be centered around like this like sadness, you know what I mean, of modern life and and living with technology being so entangled with our lives. It's interesting when I'm, I'm listening to Oil, in, in the back of my mind, I'm singing, you can go your own way. Because, you know, <laughs> Stevie Nicks, you know, for them to just almost seamlessly bring Stevie into this new album, and then even someone like Bad Bunny on the song Tormenta. Ay, ay, yo no quiero ver el mundo alter, pero algo tan bonito no, no se puede perder. El reloj no quiere morder, pero en tus brazos me voy a esconder. Ay, porque no me encuentran. Todo el mundo siempre está pendiente, pero no saben lo que se siente. Cosa conmigo antes que se rompa el puente. You know, they're able to just bring him right in into the fold. So Stevie Nicks, Bad Bunny, I'm digging it. 
Yeah, it's interesting, John, that you said that the album sounds modern because my friends and I sort of rediscovered Demon Days recently and like remembered how much we love that album. And it sounds so futuristic even today, considering when it came out. And listening to this record, I'm so surprised at how retro this band sounds. Like even bringing someone like Stevie in or those songs like Silent Running and Tarantula have like a real 70s groovy vibe to them. Even like the Tame Impala cameo, it feels like... I don't know, this is a group that I associate with almost like dance, electronic, hip-hop futurism and those blending of genres. And I was kind of surprised at how chill this record was and, and how many kind of throwback sounds there were to me. I, I, I love on the tired influencer because influencer, like who knew that would actually and be tired. a title? <laughs> tired. Right? The tired influencer. Oh, <laughs> it's so, oh. Hard work, it's hard work being an influencer. <laughs> Where white blooms above the city Got sunrise and the freeway glows Perfumed with Palo Santo Early flights touchdown They definitely touch on technology a lot. They do talk about Twitter and trending, which is what some of us live for. Crazy. Hazel, you mentioned Silent Running. Does anyone remember the movie Silent Running? Does anyone know that one? This was like, um, this was a movie I was obsessed with when I was a kid that came out in the early 70s. It's a sci-fi movie starring Bruce Dern. And he is the caretaker of this giant spaceship that houses the remains of Earth's plants and, and some animals like deer and I think rabbits are on it. But it's basically an arc for our dying planet. And um, I thought that was such an interesting choice to use Silent Running as one of the titles and I couldn't help but think that especially with the themes around technology and a world that is sort of slipping out of our control that he would make some sort of obscure reference like that. I think this is one of the best uh, Gorillaz has done. It, at least it's one of my favorites that they've done in, in recent years. Cracker Island is the album from Gorillaz. Also out today is the 30th anniversary edition of Naughty by Nature's 1993. Yes. It's okay, Robin. <laughs> it's been 30 years <laughs> since it first dropped. Don't ask me how. Uh, from that album, this is the Juggernaut track, Hip Hop Hooray.
I won't lie, I really loved the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My tribe. No, me too. Goodness. Look, love it so much. No lie. And please don't laugh at me. I got a little emotional listening to this one because, you know, music is personal for so many of us, right? And sure. And it takes you back to a time and 1993 is like... Wow. And, you know, hip hop was just everything during that time. And it was going through a lot. And so when Hip Hop Parade came out, it was like, yes, we need to have fun with hip hop again. Right. Like and not be afraid to wave our hands from side to side. You know, we it's, it's a little too hardcore. Let's loosen up and just feel good. And oh, it's so nice. It's funny to me because, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot and it's like an ongoing, unending conversation. Folks kind of rehashing the 90s. But people don't talk about Naughty by Nature as much. And I remember distinctly hearing this record, Hip Hop Hooray, but also other Naughty by Nature songs like OPP, Uptown Anthem. Like these were massive hit records. You know what I mean? Like you would hear these records played at like every block party, every car passing by in my neighborhood as a kid. And you know, they were from Jersey and, and hip hop was still very regional at that point. You know what I mean? Stylistically, but also in like the fandoms, like, you know, the, the fandoms didn't always cross over with region, but them being a group out of Jersey and putting out these records that were just like, like, and, massive radio hits too oh, yeah. Mm. so yeah it's, it's interesting to revisit this record i've not listened to 1993 in a long time but it's, it's cool seeing uh this anniversary edition they've got remixes from pete rock uh the beat nuts are on it heavy d is on it ah. queen queen latifah like people we love, you know what I mean? And that's why I'm glad that we're even doing this, because to your point, Naughty by Nature isn't in these conversations. I'm on Twitter just like you in the top fives and the top tens, and they're never really in the conversation. I don't know if it's the New Jersey thing, but uh, this album, I'm really hoping will put them back conversation of, you know, being one of those groups in hip hop that are legendary. I always think of, do you, would you call them skits if they're not remotely funny? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know nah, just, so just the scenes, you know, that they that they would play out on the on these songs, you know, like a, a track like "Daddy Was a Street Corner." Yo, what's up, niggas? This money out here. How it's coming? Oh, there go Duke. Come on, Duke. Yo, Duke, what's up? to like a record like the score by the fujis another mm. legendary jersey group uh where they have ross baraka doing skits in between each songs those skits some of them are funny but some of them are like deadly serious you know yeah. what i mean so yeah it's yeah it don't, it don't gotta be funny for it to be a skit <laughs> it just has to i guess like thematically tie the record together yeah the skit was sort of mandatory in the 90s right 
But John, you mentioned some of the remixes on this record. They these remixes were available on vinyl way back in the day, but this is the first time they're coming to streaming. Um, so we should hear one. This is it's on the Beat Nuts remix. Once again it's on. Once again it's on. on a planet, damn it, we're all in slips, it looks like Janet, slick, kiss it or diss it, how I lick it in it, pin it, pick, rub it, rent it, how I run it, yeah, I ran it, in it, ran frantic, rub the root pool, not even panic, plant it as a packet, pick it, and then pack it, trick it, and then trick it, throw it, crack, then catch it, quick as quick as shape, rabbit, quick, cause it's a habit, to rap it as fast as another brother running rapid, never close. Naughty by Nature is the group, their phenomenal album, 1993, is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year with this new edition that includes some remixes, but mostly just an excuse for us to revisit the music. It's out now on February 24th, along with this next one we want to highlight from the singer known as Quinny. The album is called Flounder. This is the song Emblem. those artists that has been on my radar for a bit because I myself and I think a lot of people who are into her work found her through TikTok. You know, TikTok gets a really bad rep for being sort of a hype machine, like a buzz machine. Like sometimes a chorus of a song will go viral there and then you're like, oh, this is cool. And then you'll look up the full length song and you get disappointed. <laughs> like clearly the best part of the song went viral for a reason, or maybe the song was written in such a way that that chorus was sort of engineered for, for that app. That's like, you know, the the equivalent of when you would buy an entire album to get the single because that was the only way to get it, and you found the whole rest <laughs> of the record just completely stunk. Yeah, and so Quinny had this song called Touch Tank that went viral last year. Such a short drive to get to the touch tank to And it had this really incredibly adorable chorus, super catchy chorus. And I remember thinking, I cannot wait to hear the full length version of this song, but was sort of stealing myself for like, well, what if it's not good? And it came out and it was great. I mean, it's part of this album, Flounder. And I think it's clear that Quinny is not, you know, part of the buzz machine. I think she's like a really promising singer songwriter and there's such a playful, charming quality to a lot of the songs on this record. Um, so yeah, it's really rewarding and nice to see someone who kind of took off on an app like TikTok and has 
come out the other side with a really fully formed debut. The song Man was was really cool and interesting because I thought I was getting sent off into La La Land and then all all of these four-letter words came at me, but it felt good. So fuck all your gold stars, the cherries in the backyard. No amount of sugar could sweeten such a bitter heart. Fuck this soft boy scam, the cowboy or the Tarzan. No amount of nail polish could paint you a good man. It's interesting you kind of honed in on how sweet the record is. Hazel, because I kept hearing a lot in here that was kind of twisted, and and maybe that's, I don't know, I, I it was very a very lovely record, but I also thought a little twisted, and those two things go great together in my world. But you know, even like you take her voice, uh, that's kind of sweetly innocent sounding, almost reminded me of Joanna Newsom or something at times. But with that voice, she's kind of giving you the finger at times. You know, <laughs> she's it's you like out sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I really love that. I love that contrast. Quinny is the artist. Her debut album is called Flounder. We still have several more releases we want to highlight for you this week, but first, we need to take a short break. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Hazel Sills, John Morrison, and Nicole Sweeney. And we're doing a quick rundown of the best albums out now on February 24th. We start the second half of the show off with the singer Gracie Abrams. Her new album out today is called Good Riddance. This is the song, Where Do We Go Now? 24th Street, where you held me, grabbed my arm. What a mental fire alarm. Cause you lied, that felt wrong. Like I Gracie Abrams, she is the new indie pop girl on the scene. She's been around for a minute, but this is her debut album. And she fits at the center of like a Venn diagram of a lot of different things that I love. Like I feel like if you miss early Lord, you're gonna Mm. love Gracie Abrams. If you like the spookiness of Phoebe Bridgers, you might like Gracie Abrams. And if you like Taylor Swift's folklore, probably going to like Gracie Abrams and that would make sense because this album was also produced and co-written with Aaron Dessner of The National. You can really hear that in this album which is just full of these really quiet devastating breakup songs like this is a breakup album full speed ahead Um, unambiguously no (laughs) (laughs) i kept thinking i don't know who she wrote this about but i'm glad it's not me i know that song um (laughs) that song i should hate you
where she just sort of repeats, I know that I should hate you. I'm like, this, the minimalism here is really hitting. But yeah, she also has that quintessential soft indie pop girl voice, but hers is like, it's like a vapor. It's almost like, mm. like even listening to that track right there, I'm like, I feel like I'm listening to ASMR. It's interesting you said it's a breakup album because I said, I, at first I thought it was about a lover. And then I said, but I wonder if she's talking to herself. Is it, a, mm. is it a, an internal breakup? But then when you mention I Should Hate You, I love when she says, last night I spiraled alone in the kitchen making pretend that the furniture listens. Because, mm. I mean, I've been there. <laughs> but I love that. This is really honest. There's there's so much mid-tempo heartache in these songs that I kind of wanted a primal scream at some point. You know, like I wanted it. I just wanted to say at one point, for God's sakes, just let it all out. I want to hear a little, <laughs> I want some rage, you know. But, you know, that maybe the, everybody's different. Maybe that's just not where she is. Maybe she's still in the thick of it. I, I don't know. Um, but she does say on the song right now, which closes out the record, she does say on that song right now, um, she says, I feel like myself now. Mm. I thought, all right, she, she, maybe she's arrived someplace here. Gracie Abrams is the singer. Her really beautiful new album is called Good Riddance. Also out now on February 24th is a new one from the jazz bassist and composer Christian McBride. It's with his new John ensemble, Christian McBride's new John. The album is called Prime. This is the song East Broadway Rundown. McBride from my hometown, Philadelphia, and Christian McBride is capable of playing in a, a variety of musical contexts. I feel like he shows off a lot of that versatility on this record, him and his ensemble. And, you know, you have songs like Head Bedlam. open with like this furious free improvisation but then from there the band settles into like this slow bop and this album is really just swinging between so-called avant-garde playing and, and free playing and straight ahead playing and, and the compositions are dope. Some of these like lead melodies, they just take root in your mind and sit in there. Oh yeah, Christian McBride is Philadelphia. So for him to have a group called John is just so right on brand. 
And this, I wasn't sure what I was walking into, but it was like, of course, that's Christian because he reminds me of a Miles Davis who, you know, you'll get so what, but you'll get, you know, a Nefertiti, you'll get Bitches Brew, you'll get, you know, Chick Corea's had Return to Forever, Coltrane. He reminds me of those masters that never stuck to a box, right? They always kind of kicked the box over and made a new box of music. But you could tell they're really feeding off of one another in a way that a, a group that trusts each other, only mm. they can. And I read more about these guys and, and Christian being the leader that he is, he allows these other guys in the group, Nasheed Waits, who's a, a you know big time drummer and Josh Evans, he allows them to do their thing. He puts trust in them that they have in him. And it's, a, it's just a beautiful experience and it makes for a really beautiful album. Christian McBride's New John. The album is called Prime. And as always, there's way more music out today than we can fit in a single show. So let's just take a minute to quickly flag some of our personal favorites out today. Hazel, we'll start with you. Yeah, one release out today that I'm really into is the expanded edition of Kate Fagan's 80s cult new wave single, I Don't Want to Be Too Cool. It's a full-length reissue of that song and a bunch of other unreleased songs. And, you know, she was this incredible Chicago punk artist um, in the 80s. And I feel like I first heard that song when I was in high school, and I must have listened to a YouTube rip that someone had made of, of that EP. And it's just nice to see, like, a cult classic like that get expanded and have a new life um, in a new era. John. My pick this week is from the ambient music pioneer Laraji, another Philadelphian, uh, and his album Segway to Infinity. Segway to Infinity is a compilation of lost recordings from a 1978 session. These tapes were thought to be lost, but the tapes were found in a storage locker and the performances on this album are so beautiful and comforting. It's like high spiritual music. Love it. Nicole. My pick for this week is another amazing bass player. He's representing Camden, New Jersey, Buster Williams, with his new album, Unalone. The name Buster Williams is a true legendary one. So for him to be bringing out new music in 2023, it just is something that makes me smile. It's on the Smoke label, which they do great music. And it features some more living legends like Lenny White on drums. You'll also get to hear from 
Gene Baylor, who's a part of the Baylor Project and one half of the R&B duo Jeanne. So you're going to get a nice mixture of beautiful music from a living legend who's played with so many greats. I'm excited for this one. Buster Williams, Unalone. And I have to mention the new box set from Neutral Milk Hotel. Uh, it's a super comprehensive set called appropriately The Collected Works of Neutral Milk Hotel. Ghost, ghost, I know you live with me. Feel as you fly in thunder clouds above the city into one so I lived in Athens, Georgia when this band first emerged back in the 90s and we were all going completely out of our minds for them when this record came out. I'll always remember 1998 for two records. One, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. And the other one was In the Airplane Over the Sea from Neutral Milk Hotel. Could not have imagined that the band would become so beloved and revered as they have. But this, this box set is way more than just In the Airplane Over the Sea. It's 57 tracks for multiple releases. A lot of stuff people maybe don't even know. There are live recordings, demos, about three and a half hours of music. It's just incredible. The collected works of Neutral Milk Hotel. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Hazel Sills, John Morrison, and Nicole Sweeney. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for listening to this week's show. You can follow me on Twitter at N-P-R-O-B-I-N. That's N-P-R-O-B-I-N. N-P-R-O-B-I-N. You can follow NPR Music and keep up with the latest Tiny Desks, new music, features, and more by signing up for our newsletter. We only send it out once a week on Saturdays. You can get it at npr.org slash music newsletter. If you want to see a complete list of everything that we played and talked about on this week's show, you'll find it in the description of this episode in your podcast feed. And you can listen to full versions of the songs we featured, along with a whole bunch of singles that came out this week, in our expanded New Music Friday playlists. Just search for NPR in Apple Music or Spotify. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. <laughs> <laughs>